What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service, make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844. Whether it's home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. Agency. The phone number, 972-645-1844. And the website is farmersagent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast. I wasn't one of those really highly recruited guys, but for the schools that were interested in me, it was certainly plenty of face-to-face conversations, uh, even in the home. Um, And... I mean, they showed a lot of love, but again, it was it was different than the way love is shown today. Yeah, love is shown more openly and overtly, like in a social media realm. But um, it was it was heavy, but again, it was much more personal in the house, phone conversations, things of that nature. I mean, it's, it's certainly evolved. Um, what was you, we all? All three of us played ball in college, and you played as well. Um, what was your experience like? Uh, I mean, you know, we're all the same age group, and uh, you know, you're sitting in class, knock on the door, hey, you can go on the field house, somebody's here to see you. Throughout December, January, February, and uh, a dude showed up one day from a school I'd never heard of, took the visit, and one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. They're friends for life, and uh, yeah, it was good. Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Nexum Creative. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide, showing mad love to the cigar community. It's here in the lab where we uncover people's visions and dreams and how those dreams actually come into reality. Folks, it's all about tapping into and becoming the best versions of ourselves through self-discovery, self-examination, and self-actualization. Hey, yo, Mo. What do we got on the show? Uh, Cuff, today's guest uh, come from all different corners of the recruiting world. Yeah. Uh, we have Coach Anthony Chris, who is currently the head coach at Arlington Sam Houston um, in Arlington, Texas. We have uh, Stephen Salas, our main man, Salas, who is uh, representing the uh, the dads who currently have children in the recruiting process. Yeah. And uh, our man, OT, Omar Turner, uh, who can speak to the recruiting process and, and what he's dealing with on a youth level when it comes to select sports and things like that. Well, gentlemen, first of all, I uh, want to say thank you to each one of y'all for dropping into the lab. You know, Salas, you and I hang out all the time. We smoke a lot. Um, we have opportunities to have some real connecting moments. Um, you're a father of a <clears throat> pretty good high school athlete that's being recruited all across the country. And it's through those conversations that we've had um, where it really, to me, it made me think about how many other parents whether they're whether the student athlete is in a single parent household or a dual parent household, or there's uncles and, and, and aunties that are helping out, right? What that process looks like, because you know, we we're all old and washed up, right? I mean, when did you graduate? 96, 95? 93. Ooh. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe we're not in the same <laughs> Hey man. Hey, 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 I'm not hating, I'm just 46 saying. Forty six years young. So. Yeah, there hey, man, is. I can dig it. And I and Mo, you're you're uh oh two thousand two. And I was ninety nine, best class ever. Um 
you know, and this I just guy. think that, that I, I mean, it, it was, it said the best for last, but, you know, the, the game has changed yeah. so much with the, uh, the evolution and, and introduction of, of social media and, right. you know, really you have the ability to, to take the whole recruiting process in your hands, which is vastly different, yes. you know, from what, what we all experience and all uh, four of us have the, the opportunity and the privilege to play beyond our, our high school years. And so it's through that conversation that I, I really wanted to not only pick your brain, but have you sit down with a legend in the game and Coach Anthony Chris, um, who's seen every aspect from, you know, recruiting, play out from the college level and so on, or the high school level and so on. So uh, I want to say thank you to everybody getting in. And we're going to do a little different tonight. We're just going to have an open roundtable discussion. No true Q&A right. from what we normally do. Uh, but I just want to dive into it. You know what I mean? I'll say from my curiosity standpoint, Coach Chris, you can speak to it because you – you live it on a daily basis now. And obviously you got plenty of experience. From the process that we four experienced, what's the, besides social media, what's the biggest difference in the way things are handled now for kids who are actually being recruited? Well, this, the pandemic has been really different. Yeah. Because as you, all you guys experienced, which is still the same until last year, was coaches coming out, coming to the school, pulling the kid, knocking on the door, going to get a kid. Coaches haven't been allowed in two years. They haven't seen guys who were on the field unless they were freshmen. Mm -hmm. And so now you're coming in as a coach, you get kind of, from my point of view, everything's been an email and a phone call. They haven't showed up to the school. So for this pandemic, it's been different. The seniors being able to come back for a fifth and a sixth year, it's been different. And so now, it's been frustrating because the freshmen are coming out, class of 22, those who just came out in tw uh, 21, it, it was difficult because that high rank Q, the ESPN 300, those kids stayed the same. But it was the other kids, the other two or three or 400 kids left. Like yes, they didn't get a chance because nobody could come out. Nobody could see them. It was strictly on film. Film and your word of the coach. Well, the word went way down because it became film. Then it became Izzy. Is he 285? Is he 305? Is he 47? Is he 44? Is he 43? Is he so that has changed. Social media is big in it. I had to change my way of doing things because social media plays, the platform plays such a big part. Uh you see it all the time. I'm blessed to receive an offer. I'm going here. And so yeah, I, I just remember back in the day, it was like, okay, you just keep it to yourself yeah, and keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, you don't, you don't want to make yourself a target. No, and I'm, I'm kind of different on that because I heard kids all the time say, "I'm blessed to receive an offer." I said, "You know, you're blessed to commit." Oh, that's good. That's when the blessing comes because the offers can get snatched. Yes, they yeah. can. So if you have you blessed to commit, I said it's all about National Signing Day. It's all about when you sign, the period after signing day. That's when you get happy. And so the game has changed so much that what people don't really understand out there what are real offers, what are real scholarships. Man. And so you talk about NAIAs and D2, D3s, d two. You'll see all this on the platform, and everybody has the misperception uh, of that. Hey, that's a full ride. Oh, I'm so happy for you because you're getting a scholarship. Oh. And that's not really the truth. Yeah. So, well, I want to go back real quick because you said, obviously, you know, we jumped right into the pandemic, which 
that's a whole different ball game within itself, right? But it, it's real, and it's it's yeah. what we're experiencing right now. Um, are you? Did I hear you say that that kids are getting a fifth year in high school? No, in college. Oh, in college. Okay. We got a fifth and a sixth. But that is affecting high school, high school recruiting. recruiting. Yes. Because now I'm staying in there a little bit longer. <clears throat> well, you don't have a need. Okay, I have Ryan yeah. Cuffey, who's uh, is an All SEC corner. He gets to come back. I don't need to go get Steve Salas, who is the five star or the four star corner, because my proven college kid is coming back. Yeah, this is a high school kid, but I know what Cuffy can do. Yeah. I gotta hope and see what Salas does. Yeah. So guess what? I pass on Salas because I got Cuffy right. for two more years. It's almost like the pros. I get Cuffy for six. So if I get Cuffy for six, I don't need to recruit Salas. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And now, do you know from a college level, are these kids allowed to get their, you know, an advanced degree? And what happens, you know, if injury and how insurance and all that stuff plays out? Yeah, so the kids in the college, it's worked out for them. You're going to see more kids ever graduate with their master's yeah. <laughs> because they stayed on scholarship. Yeah. I had one of my former kids came to see me yesterday. He's going to go to Jackson State. He already has his degree mm. coming from Liberty. So now he's wow. from Liberty to Jackson State. He's going to get a master's. Wow. Because he still has a year of eligibility left. Of he's going to take advantage of it. He's going to do it. Big One of my biggest collegiate regrets was not redshirting my freshman year because I, I would have gotten my MBA from, from Vanderbilt. But that's a different story for a different day. But, mm -hmm. you know, as, as you look up with your with your son, man, um, I mean, what are you thinking? What are you seeing as a, as a father? Well, as far as recruiting, as far as kids getting an extra year, you also got the transfer portal. Yes. So you got teams, some big name Dallas teams, where they basically recruit out of the transfer portal. They don't even worry about the high school kids. No. So now my kid is 6'5", 215 pounds, runs a 4'6", can catch anything. And we're like, nah, we good. Because we got a kid coming from Arizona State who's from DeSoto, who it didn't work out for him for two years in Arizona State, but he's already put on 15 pounds, and he runs the same... 40 is your kid, but we're gonna take a chance on him instead of taking a chance on your kid. So it's almost like you're 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 caught in this weird no two man's year land. no man's land. It's tough, man. And then on top of that, with my kid, he he had an injury, so he didn't play his whole sophomore year. So his rankings aren't as high as they should be. He's still ranked, thank to God, he has three stars. But you know, even with before he didn't have three stars, you know, colleges wouldn't even respond back to him. They wouldn't even answer his his tweets. You know, and now it's like, oh, he's a three-star. Now we need to talk to him. It's like nothing changed. His film didn't change. It's now the political part of the of the stars came. Now y'all see that. So it's a, it's a whole mess, man. And, and I blame it on the NCAA. I don't blame it on COVID. Because when NCAA said, one, they can transfer, two, that they can get to keep another year, they should have said, okay, now y'all get 20 more scholarships. When you kept them at the same scholarships, you are limiting, like class of 21, Screwed. Class of 2022, eh, they're not going to get screwed as bad, but when you got schools that don't have to get rid of kids they have, or this kid was supposed to go to the NFL or go to Canadian League, and now he gets to come back, like Coach said, it, it's a bad situation. There's a lot of kids missing out on opportunities, man. So who's the benefactor of that? Is it the, Ju is the JUCOs? Is the junior college is the benefactor of that? 27, class of Same thing in JUCOs. JUCO got, they kids got another year, too. So JUCOs, when I'm sitting there and I'm calling the JUCO coach, we're not taking anybody out of high school this year. Ooh, wow. Is it because those kids got to come back too? Yeah. 
So does that, oh man, that's crazy. So JUCOs aren't even getting more, you know, high star athletes into their programs because there's no need for them there either. Yeah, because all those kids would come back and, and, and build their value for another year. Yeah. Which, like what the salad said, I got a guy who's already put on 20 pounds. I got a guy who's already going to class. I got a guy who's already understand college. I got a guy who knows important. You get in that portal and you transfer, they get it. They're, oh, I got to go to school. Yeah. Well, that high school kid, he has to transition to be a college student, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's not going <clears> to, <throat> I talk to college coaches all the time, it's not going to level back out to 23. He said, then it goes back totally normal in 24. So going back to Mo's question, I mean, who do you feel or who do you see as the benefactor right now? The college kids. The yeah. <laughs> the schools. Because what you got a chance to do is, just think about this. The only kids who are leaving Alabama are the ones who are going to the draft. Right. So the kids come back. Right. You get to come back again. So if you like a program like Tennessee, who said, you know what? I got all these kids, and I'm not going to play any freshmen. I got these kids coming back. I got to get them up to par. So the whole class. Yeah, so you just, you're, right. you're sitting there. It's almost like for this little period of time, they turn into pro teams. Yeah. And so now, here's where they're going to suffer because they didn't recruit. So when all those kids next year, when they push them all out, then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, you sitting here with none experience. So that's that gap. So really and truly, and y'all will see it, you won't see it return to 27. Because that, I know that sounds crazy, right. but 27, no, you'll sense. get back cover, to Your cover's going to be bare in 23 yeah. or 24 because it's that group you redshirted when you push them all out there. To your point, you didn't take anybody to replenish what you were getting to put out there. And so you'll look up and it'll be senior day and the teams will be like, oh, we got <laughs> we got nine seniors today. Right. <laughs> yes. right. yeah. I'll give you another example. There's a kid from Sean's school, from Creekview High School. He graduated in 2019 when Sean was a freshman. He went to a lower level D2 school, I believe. It's a big safety. And he just put on Twitter, he's transferring. He's looking to find another school. He has four years of eligibility left. He redshirted. Like exactly. exactly. He redshirted and he got to keep this year because of COVID. So now he gets to go anywhere in America and come in as a freshman. Two years of experience. Hopefully them credits transfer. Man. Well, it doesn't matter because you can still finish in four years. This is true. I mean, sure, you would love you for the kid. to try to take it. Yeah, exactly. You would love for the kid to be able to get an advanced degree or a dual degree or something right. like that. At least get freshman English out the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, OT, we, we got you on the show. Um, you're, you're bringing a, a couple of different dynamics to the table. Uh, obviously, being recruited um, out of high school, um, playing some ball in the NFL, or having a, some, a camp stay in the mm -hmm. NFL. But you also bring the element of baseball, which I'm which I'm super intrigued about. And so you get to see from a, a select baseball coach's perspective what other in, in a different sport, like what other coaches are looking for from their kids. Can you right. kind of speak to that? It's much the same, except even more difficult. And here's where the difficulty comes from: in a college scenario, especially in your D1. Um, most D2s, I think D3 is kind of where it starts to go away. And then JUCO, it's not such a big factor. But from a D1 perspective, you have 11.7 scholarships that you have to try to divide up amongst anywhere from 35 to 45 players. 
you're also going to have a few kids, quite a few kids that aren't on scholarship at all. And they are allowed to stay in that institution as long as the coach will allow them to. And in terms of the recruiting process, it has really retarded a bunch of kids that do not have the ability to now sign a portion of that 11.7 because they've got too many kids coming back Mm. that typically would have left. Beyond that, in MLB, where there used to be anywhere from 30 to 40 rounds of an MLB draft, there's now only five rounds. So a lot of kids that would have gotten drafted and would have left college campuses are now choosing to go back because the opportunity of the draft no longer exists for them. So it has really changed the landscape in that regard. Mm. You know, when you're when you're talking to your kids that, that you're currently coaching, what are some of the things that you're telling them as it relates to how to get recruited, you know, now in in a pandemic, you know, recruiting season or cycle? I think the best way for me to answer that is to exercise patience. Whereas most kids would love to have gone out to the D one campuses. Now let's take a harder look at the JUCO route, the JUCO option. That way, uh, if you go spend a year or maybe two on a JUCO campus, considering the COVID year that other kids have, now you can still move on to the D1 campus and have the opportunity to collect some of that 11.7. That is really the best way that we have been able to have kids kind of reset, retake a look at the landscape, and make better decisions for themselves. Because if you choose to still try to go Division One, even though you have D1 talent, if you choose to go Division One, chances are you're not going to get any scholarship money or it's going to be minimal at best. And then you're probably not going to play for two or three years. So... Well, let me ask you this. I've heard that sometimes it's always better to go JUCO yeah. in the baseball world. Yeah. As opposed to D1. If you are not going to be a kid that's going to show up at a TCU or Texas A&M, Baylor, Texas, whatever, and play as a freshman or legitimately have an opportunity to play as a freshman, it is absolutely best case scenario for you to go to a JUCO and get your time in on the diamond. What happens is the coaches are still recruiting every year, right? So while you're sitting waiting for a year or two, they're already trying to recruit your replacement. So while the next kid has more eligibility than you do, may even have more money on scholarship than you do, that kid's going to get the opportunity to play before you do. And they're always recruiting out of junior college campuses and junior college programs. So go get your playing time in. Not only that, it typically helps from an academic perspective because you're really involved with what you're doing versus just going to class and being upset that you're not getting an opportunity to play. Um, I'm going to switch gears. Before I do, um, allow me to say thank you to uh, one people who supports us. Yeah. And that's uh, Edwina Brown and the family at Bull and Smoke Cigar Lounge in Duncanville, Texas. Uh, EB, we appreciate all your support. You know, if you need anything from us, give us a call. Uh, the Instagram handle is at blowing, uh, I-N, smoke. Uh, again, it's in Duncanville, Texas. It's a great establishment. Make sure you guys get there. It's a great place to be. Any, anybody on the southern part of the, of the Metroplex get to blow and smoke cigar lounge in Duncanville, Texas. Duncanville Panthers, class of 93. Oh, oh my gosh, this guy. He can still remember it. Huh? 
Well, so, real quick, I also want to give a big shout out to uh, the OG himself, absolutely. Jeff Davis, yes, sir. over at uh, Astute Gentleman. Another, you know, we're here again. Uh, it really feels like home. And so uh, anyone that's here in Dallas, make sure you come holler at Jeff. It's it's a phenomenal uh, spot. Real quiet, laid back. You can get your, you know, get a haircut. He's got an open bar for you, and you can get some cigars. So shout out to the OG. So my college experience. You know, there's it's, it's one thing to, you know, be the man in high school, but then when you're, I call it being dropped in the fish tank, and you realize that you're not the only angry fish in, in the tank. From your perspective, Coach Chris, how do you describe that? Because, you know, I've got, I've got teammates from, from, from college and high school who now have kids in high school, and they're trying to tell us, they prepped them from college, like, son, look. The coach, yeah, he loves you. Like he's, his job is to get you there. But please understand, like you were saying, OT, like his job is to get somebody in there the next year who's better than you. And uh, I, one of my one of my teammates in college told his son, he was like, "Look, son, it is survival of the fittest now. Like the room has changed." And he was doing everything he could to try to explain that to his son, and he didn't understand it until about halfway through his freshman year, and he was like, "Dad, I see what you mean now." So you being a coach, and you you get to talk to college coaches every day of the week. How do you explain it to the kids that you, you know, kind of help make those decisions? Well, I explain to my kids in a manner of this. You are the best person, best player at Sam Houston High School. You believe that you're the best player in Arlington. You want to be the best player in Tarrant County. Then you want to be the best player in Texas. But you have to understand that they recruit the nation. And so they're already recruiting to replace you right now. I say, so you are, let's just take it now. So right now we got class of 22 coming up next, okay? When I see college coaches here in June 1st when they open back up, Coach Chris, what about your 23s? What about your 24s? Mm -hmm. Is anybody in 25? Mm -hmm. They're already trying to replace you. Mm -hmm. Your job is not to be replaced. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Because, see, all this love that they're channeling towards you, everything that they're telling you, all this love that they're giving you, soon as you step on campus, it's over. it goes away. I said, now, <clears throat> the college coaches hate that I say this. I said, they lie to you. They said, well, Coach, that's, that's a strong way. We don't lie. I said, case in point. So my son played at Baylor. And I put I had a son played at Langston, a son played at Baylor, a son played at Texas Southern University. I put my son on the phone. Son, when you went on all your recruiting trips, when you went to Tulsa, went to Baylor, what did they have? Your jersey with what? Your and number on the back, what well, you know, twenty six. Chris on the back. Coach sat there and told you, right, that you're gonna wear twenty six. Mm. So he showed up the first day of Baylor, getting all twenty six. Got all these shirts made. First day of issue, he got number twenty seven. <laughs> he said, "What they told me," and I said, "I told you." I said, and I sit there and listen to the head coach lie to you, but I told you that that's what they were doing because at the end of the day, that's what they're doing. Because there was another kid that wore twenty six. And there was another kid that wore 26. Y'all both played DB. You both couldn't wear it. So understand this. Your mindset on what you're going to school for has to change. You have to understand what you're going to do. And so I explained to him like that. It's like, okay, we're going. Don't get replaced. But you got to have the mindset. What happens when you get replaced? Because there's a dude out there better than you. There's a dude out there faster than you. There's a dude out there that's stronger than you. There's a dude out there that has a skill set that's better than your skill set. So here's what we do. What are we going to do? Why are we going to get the college scholarship? What are we doing? At the end of the day, are we going to try to get the paper? 
Mm. Are you trying to go to the league? Yeah, both are attainable. But what's the number one goal? Okay. The number one goal is the piece of paper. Sure. The league will come in itself. You could go, I have kids do this. I said, this pull up random roster. Let's take Buffalo Bills. Pull them up. How many schools do you know you don't recognize? Mm. So take the Houston Texas, pull it out. Look at the quarterback. You can stop at the quarterback yeah. for the Bills. You just go, but I just tell him, go down. Well, you don't recognize. I said, now where you want to go again? <laughs> I said, okay, let's just, I'm not hating on the horns. But University of Texas, okay, let's take, let's take the last four drafts. Mm. Let's take the first two rounds. Right. Mm. But you just got to go throw them up. You got to gig them. You got to sick them. So what you have to do is understand where do you fit? best and what is it the best fit for you mm-hmm. okay and i tell kids all the time and this is the toughest part this is the toughest part that i do is you can't go play for your mom can't go play for your daddy can't go play for your granddaddy can't go play for big mom because guess what at 4 30 in the morning Boy. where they alone get up nobody there but you. it's about you your so better help you. you better get it <laughs> so you better understand because guess what you do because you can wake up saying i'm only getting up at 4 30 in the morning out here on this beach in California, where it's actually two uh six thirty at home, but it's four thirty out here because my mama loves Southern California. <laughs> so I go through this whole array. I'm different. I'm different. I go through this whole array of what is our end goal? What are we trying to do? You reverse engineer it. Yes. Because you know what because if I can talk you out of a place, then you go if I can't talk you out of it. That's where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And so I had kids come back all the time. And I had a kid, former kid yesterday, came back, talked to our kids. I said, this kid right here went to Liberty University. So, and I told him, we don't say it too loud. But when he went to Liberty, he got a chance to talk to the president. He talked to Trump. I said, at the end of the day, you still, to, I don't care how we feel about the man. <laughs> you talk to the president of the United States of America. Mm. How many people get a chance to do that? Mm. So, in, so you parlay that. Because now he has his degree, and he started talking to me yesterday about what do I do when I get ready to go forward. So what I try to do is make her understand everything. The ball, the school, the whole nine, because that's what you have to do. Because this is what I, and I firmly believe in this. When we go, we not transferring. Because the first thing they asked me, they said, Coach, I want to transfer. I said, wait, time out, time out. So hold on. <laughs> You're a D1, right? Yes, sir. So they took your money? No, coach. Well, wait, wait a minute. F R E E, right? Mm. I said I had a college uh, athlete. I said I saw the invoice. Eighteen thousand eight hundred eighty-five dollars thirty-seven cents. Amount due, Mister Chris. Zero. Come on. <laughs> so did did that change? Well, if that didn't change, well, coach, they don't like me. Mm. Oh, job. oh, wait a minute. They don't like you. Well, how about what you not doing? So, I go into that big old spill. And successfully, I've had kids on the low end of transferring because we got to keep the main thing the main thing. You know, now sometimes if you know if it's a coaching change, then we got to get out of there, right? Because they ain't trying to do anything right by you with your yeah, degree or anything, right? So now we can get out. But the coach didn't like you, oh, because he didn't say, oh. He ain't pat you like he did when he came in the office. Come on. He didn't give you the nice rose. Oh, because you're not on the same tour. Everything, not everybody not falling all over you. So that what you mean? I like you. So no, we ain't doing that. 
Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. Like I said, you know, I've talked to teammates who got kids, and they just it's like they're like Mo. Like I'm trying to tell my son, like the second I drop you off, like you you are part of the kennel. Like it is it is eat what you kill every single day. And like he's like some of them, they like some of them get it, and the other ones like they they got to hit their head first. Not my kid. They they loved him and on his recruit. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so okay. if I may interject, Coach, you said get your paper or go to the league. And when you meant paper, I was hoping, as I was thinking, paper was also money. So what I'm saying by that is, you go to institution of higher learning to put yourself in position, whether you go to the league or not, you still get your money. Get your money, that's right. That's what we do. Go into... Cause we gonna go pro in something. Right, right. and it's either entrepreneurial, corporate yeah. America, Mega whatever it may be. Yes. You still want to get your your paper, yeah. bro. You're talking money, and you can get that either way. Either way. Well, let me give you a story. I'm not going to try to dominate this conversation. Hey, no, no, this, this, is, this, this is what we got it for, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a preacher on you. So I'm not going to dominate. So, true story. Had a kid, uh, Kenny Weber, played at uh, a coach named Bowie, University of Iowa. What year at Bowie? 2003, oh, after 2004, after you. So, he is on Mel Kuyper's board. Big board, number nine. That not, not nine the end. Number nine. Like one, two, three, nine. I call said, baby, we number nine. We get ready to get paid. Woo, we good. He said, Coach, I'm not coming out. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he said, Coach, I, all I can do every day is hear you. When you talk about if we there, we're gonna get our degree. I said, well, first of all, Coach Chris overstepped. <laughs> <laughs> I said, remember, the goal is, I said, you're number nine. You can get millions. You can go back and get that degree anytime. I said, you can buy, I said, you, yeah, you can buy one, right? He go like, coach, no, I hear your voice every day. I hear, no, I'm not. Hear so, my voice now. I said, well, first of all, coach is telling you to enter the draft. You're number nine. You might fall to 12. So what if you fall to 20? Dude, we're talking about millions. So, I go on. He he stays. Mm. He comes back. Um, he goes the next round. Next year, he gets uh, goes in the fourth round to the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. He goes to play in the Super Bowl as a, as a rookie. Then he gets uh, a mass on his heart. Mm. So, they had to rush him out of practice. He's like, yeah, I'm not going out of practice. I got to do this. So, he takes him out. He has a mass. He gets the uh, Ed Block Courage Award. He comes in, he can't play. He said, Coach, now I can play life like you said. Because now I have my degree. I went to the league. I have my money. And now I'm good. I don't have to go back to school because my career got cut short. And so when I said that, that just did be good because there's a kid that just goes to show when you think they're not listening, mm-hmm. right. that they're really listening. Yes, sir. Some of them are. So, yes, sir. so that's one of the deals that I've always been in. And them guys, they still on my phone to this day. It's funny. Ty Seke, who just signed with the Dallas Cowboys, big tackle with the Bills. I coached him. I said him and Kenny together one day, like side by side. They said, you two going to the NFL. I don't throw that around. I said, I don't miss on that. You two are going to the NFL. Mm. Ty Bills, Kenny, Arizona. It is a whole thing. He said, Coach, how did you know? I said, because I could kind of tell. You just y'all demeaning your talent, what you could do. But both of them always speak to when they come back and talk to our kids. Because they don't say I'm using, but they still come back. They said, hey, 
coach was on us the whole time. And the most proudest thing I have that they have their degrees mm -hmm. because they saw it through and they understood that I was talking to them about what can happen. I always talk like this. If things go right, that's wonderful. We got it. But what happens when things go wrong? Yes, sir. Mm. So we got to be able to handle when things go wrong. Yeah. And so I always talk to the kids about when adversity comes. So y'all talk. I'm sorry. I'm doing no, no, that's good. No, no. This, no, no. this, this is what the show is about. Yeah, folks. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Silas. Yeah. Yeah. Before I ask Silas a question, hand me that bottle right there, OT. The clear one, please, sir. Uh, visionaries, uh, listeners, viewers, all those who support the podcast, uh, get your hands on a bottle of Class A Vodka. The Instagram handle is at Class A Vodka. That's Class A with a K. Uh, Crystal and Tim, thank you guys for all your support. We appreciate it. We couldn't do this without you. Visionaries, we promise this. We stand on it for a reason. Uh, grapes and artesian water, and uh, it will change your life. Class A vodka. Make sure you get your hands on the mm. bottle. Hey, real quick on that, I bought a, a different bottle of vodka just because I, I, I've been on Class A for so long. I wanted it, to see. Because we roll with them. Yeah, and I, and I wanted to see, like, is this a figment of my imagination? Um, I had it. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, again, big, big shout out to Class A. Uh, it is a game changer. Make sure you guys get a hold of them. Salas, you got a kid who's currently in the mix. Yes, sir. And you got experience as a college athlete. What have you explained to him mm. as he gets prepped to make that transition in regards That's to actually like exactly where I was going? Like, like it's gonna. So when you leave here, right? No. It is different. Yeah. And and the last part to that, answer his question first. But the last part is, does he get it? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. The I'm gonna answer your part first. <laughs> no. Uh, the the first part of the question is I tell him don't fall in love with the coach because you got to love that school because That's these true. coaches find a new job they're currently looking for a new job whether it's NFL whether it's leaving the coaching profession or, or going to a better school I tell him he, he FaceTimes with one school from up north every single day man don't fall in love with that coach <laughs> because that coach might be gone because that, that happened for me I went to Southeastern Oklahoma, the greatest school in America. Got recruited by my recruiting coordinator. The next semester, he was gone. He, he coached me mm. my freshman year, and he was gone. And so I always tell him, like, man, don't fall in love with that coach. He could be gone. You got to make sure that that school is the right place for you. Um, you guys asked me earlier, you know, one, why don't he want to do any camps? Two, um, where does he want to go? Um, he knows where he wants to go because he's falling in love with that coach. And trying, I, trying to wean him off. I'm trying to wean him off of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, hey, we need to go take a look at the city. We need to go make sure it's a good fit for you. My kid's not a party kid, so if it's party central, it's not going to be a good fit for him. He's going to be a hermit in his, in his apartment, you know. So I tell him, you know, let's go take a look at all these different cities. We uh, we got we got about four already set up. We might go ahead and use a fifth one in July, but it's uh, it's getting exciting. It's getting exciting. A lot of people want him, and a lot of people love him. You know, while we have you on the show uh what 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 questions should parents and you're well versed in all this right you, you've been boots on the ground Man. since day one since before sean probably uh, before he even entered into you recruiting. know recruiting yeah um what are the type of questions parents should be asking and what type of um roadmap should they be looking at i'm gonna answer the second part first that's easier for me the roadmap, like Coach said, is social media. 
Instagram a little bit, kind of Snapchat, not Facebook at all. It's all about Twitter. Twitter. Um, I do not let my kid post anything personal on Twitter. I don't care if you're out at the boat at Lake Louisville. I don't right. care if you took a trip to Paris. It ain't going on Twitter. It's about football recruiting. That's it. Somebody sent you an edit, post it on Twitter. And why is that? Because that's what a college coaches do while they're recruiting. They want to see that you're 100% devoted. No, no. It's not that they want to see that you're 100%, 100% devoted. They, that's all they're looking for. Yeah. And if you post something bad on there, you got all your girls in the background, like my man from the, the NBA oh. did the other day. You know, hey, Monica, come through. Come on. That's, that's <laughs> a, that is a, 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 a strike against you. Hold on. Why did they throw Rachel into the mix? Though? Oh, man. Oh, man. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe he did it. Like, somebody texted me and was like, man, wait till you see what he's doing on Twitter. And I was like, all right, whatever. Then I saw it, and literally... The part of, hey, Monica, come through. Like, one of my teammates called me. He works in the finance financial sector. He said, no, I'm starting every Zoom meeting this week. <laughs> hey, Monica, come through. <laughs> hey, PP, you got an open invite. Come on. Yeah, come show. on the show. Anytime you want to. So, so social media is extremely important. People, Kids lose million-dollar scholarships because of their social media. They don't understand it. And we can't expect them to understand it. Think about us growing up. What was the big thing? Recording fights and putting them on, and, and put them on VHS and trying to sell them. You know, kid, I know you saw that in Arlington. The kid, kid, I, I think he served time for that when we graduated. So I'm going to disagree, Silas. I think they do understand it. They just don't have the discipline. They don't understand the repercussions. That's what it is. And the consequences. They don't understand how important it is. So I let him have his Instagram. We have it on <laughs> private. You know, I let him have a Snapchat. You know, that, that's extremely private. But I always remind him, hey, man, somebody can get your Snapchat, have they phone out and take another phone and record everything that you put on there. So you can't put nothing stupid on there. There's been many times, hey, Sean, take that off your Snapchat. But it's just not. Take it off, bro, because if somebody gets a hold of that and it's on the internet, they hinder you forever. Forever. Do you think that you have an advantage because I do. you're younger and you get it? I have two different advantages. I'm young. I had my kid when I was 19. My kid, Me and my kid are 19 years apart, around 20-ish, depending on the month. Um, so I understand. Well, this is the same music, you know. Um, you know, in a year from now, we're probably going to the same clubs, you know. You're and, going to a club in a year from now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Man, Sal said he was young, man. He I'm put it in perspective. I, put it. <laughs> I know who to ask about that. <laughs> so, you know, that that's one thing. I am young, and I, I get a lot more things. Two, my biggest advantage on how I try to help other kids and help other parents, I used to be in media. I spent seven years in Dallas media. I got a degree in broadcast communications. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't spell worth of nothing, but I know how to get you promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I know if you look at my kids' Twitter, it's like TMZ. We trying to stay relevant. Because if you huh. don't stay relevant, somebody else going to get that offer. Or that one day when That's the university of so-and-so is on Twitter, oh, they see, oh, this is the best tight end in the nation. Okay, I'm going to follow him and not see my kid. Every single day, we posting something. If it's not every single day, it's every other day. I got a little nephew out of North McKinney trying to get him in the same mindset. I'm like, look, man, I know you didn't do nothing but work out, but you better record yourself benching 220 pounds. You better record yourself weighing in at 230, 6'5", as a freshman. Post it on Twitter. That 10 states can change your life. Now he got the entire University of Texas staff looking at him. They follow him on Twitter. There's not a lot of freshmen that can say that. Now let me ask you this, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, for parents that are that take the step, that listen to the, what you just said, okay, you know, Johnny, we're gonna take you know over your your social media. When when 
uh, big five universities are following you, mm -hmm. are they, is it, is it that person or is it, is it their media staff? Like does, and I'm not talking about any, I won't say any school specifically, mm -hmm. but is Ryan Cuffey University, big five school, right? Is he really following you or is it just whoever handles their social media? So back to the part to where my kid wasn't ranked until a couple of months ago because of his situation. Um, I think the majority of Power 5 coaches, their media people take care of their Twitter until it's time to introduce ourselves to that kid. So as freshmen the 25s to 24s, yeah, we'll start following them. Yeah, we'll start, you know, maybe liking a comment or maybe um, they can't technically talk to them. Um, phone Can calls. they tweet at them? They can't tweet at them. It's, That's a rule. I'm going to stay away from that one. That it's, it's more of... If I got, like, my little nephew, my little nephew, everybody likes him. He's probably going to be one of the best defense ends in the nation. People are hitting him up, and they might say, go to his trainer and say, hey, make sure Zion calls me tomorrow, or make sure he calls me at 5 o'clock. So NCAA rules, he can call you, but you can't call him. Right. And that don't change until the se September 1st or the September junior year. 1st. But everybody gets around. South in football, who is the gatekeeper of the number of stars? Oh, the stars? 24-7, uh, um, rivals. Um, ESPN tries to do it, but they do a terrible job of ranking kids. They only try to rank around 300 kids in the whole nation, mm -hmm. and they just copycat off of everybody else instead of doing their research. Because you'll have 24-7 who will have a kid, you know, 100 and rivals might have that kid at 150, and they they might leave the kid off the list because they just don't know what they're doing. In Texas, what about Dave Campbell? Dave Campbell doesn't really do rankings. It's, They'll put a few things now out. That's so different. It is. From, from 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Everybody look for the Dave Campbell book you, coming out. You have to look at Dave Campbell and, and shout out to Dave Campbell, though. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Dave Campbell. I love him to death. I was in their book twice. They got my kid in there twice. I'm hoping he'll make all state this, this year. But Dave Campbell is more of a media outlet. Like, um, they're not a 24-7. 24-7 is all about rankings. Dave Campbell is more like uh, WFAA now. They're more like a, a Channel 8. They're just a media outlet. They try to help the kids, but they don't have the same type of firepower that 24-7 has. They didn't evolve. I'm not even gonna go there because no, I, mean, that's what I don't is. think they, they were, in the market. I don't think they were ever on that level because they were never national. They're, They're not only Texas. They don't do recruiting, right? See, they have the Texas top 300. Yeah. So that's what it is. But like I said, they don't need to be because the kids don't pick up the book. Mm -hmm. So now all it's they do is pick up the, the coaches. Like even to this day, like right now, June 12th, <laughs> we're gonna go break our neck to get to get Dave Campbell. Right. The kids are like. Is that? Is you that? know, we used to go get it when I was, you know, I'm way older than y'all. <laughs> but back when I played back in the late 70s, early 80s, is that we wanted to go flip through, find out where yep. we going to find out. Did Coach put me in there? Right. Oh, I'm in Dave Campbell. And it's just my name. It ain't nothing about, no order, nothing written by the Chris. It was just, oh, I'm in Dave Campbell. Is Got that Dave Campbell. No. Who's that? Vibe. No. I never, I don't remember that. So Vibe is, they never got to the Dave Campbell DYP? level. Yeah, okay. They never got to the Dave Campbell level, but they're just still another media outlet. There's plenty of media outlets, but if you want to go talk to University of Minnesota and you want them to know who you are, you better have some stars by your name at 24-7. Now, what happened was when we were coming up, it was rivals. Yeah. 
rivals evolved. They stayed relevant. 24-7 kind of jumped on their back and was now they're on the same level. So you can be a three-star over here. You can be a four-star over here. Everybody's still going to like you. But they're not going to, you know, Texas is not going to Dave Campbell's magazine and be like, oh, this is the number one cornerback that Dave Campbell says it is. Okay, I'm going to recruit him now. They go to rivals. I'll, I'll get to what's different about baseball here in a minute. But I want to ask you, what venues or avenues do you have to go through in order for them to rank you? Yes. Twitter. So you got it. You you got to have your huddle on Twitter. You got to be, explain what huddle is for anybody okay. that's watching. Huddle this. is basically YouTube for high school players to put their highlight film on, and your high school coach is in charge of the huddle account. You they upload game film, and you can make a highlight film off of there, and then you could copy and paste that link and send it out to people you can text it you can email it do everything you right. want it's just the hub they've, they've done a great job of making it easy for anybody to 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 make a highlight film and 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 showcase your talents so they aren't really there's not a resource that's actually watching the entire game is seven on seven a factor seven on seven is a big factor um i'm gonna let coach talk about seven yeah. on seven then i'm gonna talk about it because i don't want me talking about seven on seven. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, i have a question i have historical well, questions me talking about seven. i'm on tv too in pocket no hey, so, so coach <laughs> tell us when did seven on seven pop because when i was in middle school junior high I don't remember the current 7 on 7. The now, current 7 on 7. Well, 7 on 7 was around when you were No, I know, because we went to UNT, school. and we, we, we traveled a little yeah. bit, but not, I mean, it's... See, 7 on 7 has evolved over the last five years. Before 7 on 7 was, when we were doing it at ODY, it was, it was a way to, hey, we got to get in there, throw the kids, DBs, we go, we get, you know, then they came up with the 7 on 7 state tournament, 7 on 7 national tournament. You pay $300, you go, you can't coach your kids. It did all of a sudden, you know, you go up there, you play these tournaments, you go to state, car station. The last seven years, the, for the lack of a better word, I shouldn't even say it this way, but the street agents have gotten involved. Yes. So now, yes. Yes. now it becomes. It's like AAU basketball. I was just about yes. to say that. It's AAU basketball. Mm -hmm. Now you got kids who now, who get on these, what they call traveling teams. Man. Mm -hmm. So here's the difference, is that uh, Salas is the, 707 coach. Well, Salas has put together this squad of, of 12 guys. But guess where we're going? We're going to play in Florida. Hey, but mama, when we go to Florida, guess what we're going to do? We're going to go to Gainesville. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to Florida State. Come on. We're going to go to Miami. We're going to go to Central Florida. We're going to go to South Florida. Mm -hmm. Okay, on our way back, when we get back, oh, by the way, since we're traveling that way, we will stop by LSU. Oh, we will stop by Alabama. Oh, we will stop. So what they can do that the high school coach can't do they could take those kids and get them exposed to those colleges. Now, this was tough for us, the, the high school coach. We can't take them. We want them to so-called touch the ball. And I can't fight them going because it's good for them. they're going to go. It's good for them. Because at the end of the day, I don't care what the seven-on-seven seven coach does. At the end of the day, they still got to come to the school to get it. Yep. So... You'll get, but does it diminish you as a as a coach? Not necessarily as a head coach, but like you as a coach of the school that they attend. So, you know, no, because at the same time, what happens is at the end of the day, they still got to come to the school to get the transcript, and they still got to come to the school to recruit you. You want your kid to get what I call maximum exposures. You want them going and going around. You want main thing. We want them to touch the ball. 
That's why AU basketball is so prominent. You want them playing. They got to play. Yep. Okay, baseball. You can't play baseball in the season no more. Nope. You no. better play baseball year round. Am I right, yep. OT? Absolutely. You better play baseball year round. Now I got a whole <laughs> subject to discuss about that, too. Yeah, you better ahead. play it. Because the, the, the days of, okay, I can just go in and out, it's fine. But the real dudes are going to play. So if I find a kid that's a baseball player, I take him out of football. You have a shot. Mm. And son, for you to have a shot, you got to play over 100 games. Yeah. We played 35 in high school, 40 maybe, 40. You got to get 120 more games. When I was in high school, I would play high school games. The next day, we go play back then, Pony League, Little League. But we played baseball almost every day when I was coming up. There was no big deal. Friday, play, guess what, Saturday morning, put on another uniform. We play. And so it's one of those deals with the 707 is they're taking it to a new level. Sunday. Just go drive out on a Sunday. Come on. You're going to see the kid with the little funny-looking helmets on yeah, we, we all over the place. Like, hey, I'm at a seven on a yeah, Sunday. 707. Yes. Now, now, to add to Coach's thing and why he even hates it even more is because at the big-time 707s, the pylons, the championships, uh, seven v sevens. So um, I wouldn't go call them names. Yeah. Stig did it. I want yeah. see. I, I, call I can them represent names. them. I love them. Man. <laughs> they, they've helped my child because yeah. he's a great seven on seven player. Um, but the thing that helps them, and back to your point, Ot, mm-hmm. the media is at the seven on seven tournaments. They're re- they're they're recording the Sean Salases. They're recording yeah. the Evan Stewart's. They're tweeting. They are tweeting. Hey, yes. I just got to speak to the University of Texas commit. I just got to speak to the kid who got the offer from Minnesota. Yeah. And now you got you wonder why this kid has those stars. Oh, he yeah. balled at the he balled out at the pylon tournament. Why does this kid get ranked higher than this kid? Oh, he balled out of Michigan at some seven on seven tournament. Here's my question. And I'm glad you said it this way. How does the media benefit from that? Mm. It's a it's same way these gentlemen do. They are the media, they have sponsors. Okay. Um, with the 24-7, <laughs> I'm a parent. I have four or five accounts that I have to pay almost yes. okay. between a dollar and $10 a, uh, a month just to be able to look at the articles they put Sean in. And so I, every month I get, oh, $10 out of your account. Oh, a dollar out of this account, 24-7, Texas Ags, all these. Every, and every single school <laughs> has rivals uh-huh. and 24-7. Yeah. So I don't think we're their money makers. They still make money off of advertising. Right. But it's driving the traffic. That's why I say okay. TMZ. I'm sorry, Twitter is just like TMZ. It's like, my kid needs to be on t- on, on Twitter every single day. Oh, there's Sean Salas again. I'm tired of seeing Sean Salas. But hey, you know what? He is a good player, you know? And you have to stay relevant. And you, you go a few months without having anything or you don't tweet anything, people are like, oh, he must not be playing no more. Or, oh, he must not have had a great season. But they don't realize you're just not on Twitter. That's why I always tell kids, like, it's been a fight for me at Creekview High School for three years trying to explain to my kids' son, my, my, my kids' friends, that Twitter is the most important part of their social media. Of course, Snapchat has taken over the world. Everybody wants to do Snapchat. You know, the president wanted to cancel Snapchat. It was so crazy. You know, Instagram is crazy because the kids can do the videos and all that good stuff. If you want to get recruited in football, I know it's different in baseball and basketball, but in football, which is the biggest sport in the United States, you got to be on Twitter and you got to be prominent on Twitter. It's not necessarily different. Okay. No. So, <clears throat> let me bring 
a little bit of the baseball context into it. There are three, maybe four, major institutes with mm-hmm. regard to baseball. Area code is probably number one because MLB, Major League Baseball, is most involved with area code. Okay. You have to get endorsed, typically, by an MLB representative in order for your kid to participate in area code. Huh. Then there's perfect game. Everybody's heard of perfect right. game. There is prep baseball report, mm-hmm. and then there's five tool. Those are basically the main entities from a baseball perspective. And the reason why I asked you that question about where does the media benefit, in order for your son to gain any kind of ranking in any of those, you have to pay to go to their showcases. Right, 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 right. And once you go to enough of their showcases and display enough of the five tools, hit for average, hit for power, arm strength, miles per hour, speed, all of those things, then they rank you. And every one of those systems have a different ranking because kids go to different of those different entities and if you don't spend enough time in one versus another, Mm. you could be ranked number two over here and number 200 over Mm. here. It all depends on which one you pay to go to the most to showcase your ability. Sounds conspiratorial. It, it uh, sounds like politics, like the recruiting of yeah. high school football. Alan, I'm sitting here listening to all this, and our show is, you know, it's about having the growth mindset. Yes, sir. And I asked you earlier in regards to how you try to relate things to your son, but now I'm thinking bigger picture as a coach, father, son, so all that, because you're raising men. Right, like at a certain point as a man, there's going to be a certain part of adversity, or a certain part, of, like you said earlier, you're going to realize, like you know what, I'm not the biggest dog on the block. From your perspective, how have you tried to convey to him? Because I think you said earlier, like he didn't quite get it yet. How do you convey to him, like, like, son, the the atmosphere, like the the, the air pressure is about to change. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you a great example. So what we did with my child is freshman sophomore year, he was on basically a mom and pop. Seven on seventeen. Some of the best kids in the area, but we didn't get a chance to go to the Atlantis, go to the Las Vegas tournaments, like really have that firepower underneath us. Like we were like the best team in the nation. Right. We had some very good players. Quarterback out of Lancaster, um, kids out of Hebron High School in, T- in Carrollton, Texas. Like we had some great talent, but we didn't have that that. AAU select really behind us. It was just a mom and pop team. We practiced a few times. We go out and ball do really good. This year we made it a, I made it a, a emphasis that man we got to try to be on the best seven on seventeen in the nation, and we we got that. We had we had that option first of all because of the people we work with, and he had the talent to do it. So we put him on Team Texas Flex, and on Texas Flex quarterback is committed to Florida. Um, what probably the number one wide receiver in the nation, um, five star kid is on that team. And so what that did for my kid is like you say, he's the best kid at Creekview. He's the best kid maybe in Carrollton. Now you're on a team with the best kids in the nation. And you either gonna rise up right or you're gonna sit back and just chill. And one of the great things about Sean Silas is, and that's my child, is he rises to pressure in games. And so you put him out there against the best cornerback in the nation. He don't care what you can do. He knows what he can do. He knows right. he can jump higher than you. And so now you put him on a team with some of the best players in the nation, and he rises to the talent. And so 
that's one thing that we focus on and that that's that that dog mentality that we talked about and how he's going to flip that switch is once he's in that environment he can do that it wasn't always like that in his high school because we're a lower level high school we get a lot of kids transferring to bigger schools and so um in a triple option team he got 35 receptions a lot. which is a whole lot yep. meaning we didn't throw the ball for two of those games and how many touchdowns he had 10 touchdowns for the year so for every three catches he's scoring i never thought about that ratio but that's a fantastic now let me still runs a triple option and hey, 2021 in texas this is not a knock on your right. son's high school what, so, what we're talking about is how kids, how kids, you do? or excuse no. me, how parents, we're talking about how parents that may have to encounter or deal with different challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't know if this is going to be seen and heard from somebody in Pennsylvania, or somebody in Iowa, or somebody in Montana, or somebody in Florida. Your kid may not fit that school's, dis that, that school's, um, Offense, right? So here's what you've done to take the ball or take, excuse me, I guess I would say take the bull by the horns right. and figure out, hey, listen, this is where we live. Right. My son goes here. Right. I'm not going to allow another individual to stop my son or, da or daughter's or daughter success, right. right? This is not a knock on your son's high school. Right. I'm just stating facts. I got you. So one thing we did, one thing we did was, you know, they gave him the ball. He, he made great touchdowns. Like I said, um, I am the, the ruler of his recruiting. We, we've signed up with this recruiting service. We've got with this trainer, make sure they help out with the recruiting. And, and they have a lot more firepower than I do. But we want to make sure that he's seen. And he doesn't always get seen in a triple option offense. Um, we had to make sure, we had, we had to make sure that, Every little thing that he did was on another level. We had to make sure that we put him on that good 7-on-7 seven seven team because in his offense, he doesn't really have to run routes. He has to basically get open when they're faking a handoff, throw it to him and see how fast he can run. So now in the, on, the, on the best 7-on-7 seven seven team in the nation, Texas Flex, once again, now he gets to go run routes. Now he gets to work with a quarterback who's standing back there looking to see where he's at. And so we really have to highlight that over the spring. And, you know, you can check some of the pylon websites and then some of their YouTubes. You know, he, he had a catch that basically went viral where he jumped over a guy and stood over him. And Go ahead and drop his social media. Hand. His social media uh, at Twitter is uh, at Sean Salas 10. Sean is S-E-A-N. Salas is S A L L I S and then the number ten, so one zero. But um he uh <laughs> he we, we we had to take we had to, because he didn't get to be in a spread offense, um, we had to take the seven on seven to another level. The way some kids do when they go play for the big AAU basketball teams, you know, it's like, hey, I might not be I might not get to showcase this in high school, but at this AAU tournament, I get to shoot 30, 30 times, shoot 33s, you know. So the 707 helped extremely well. His coach, Coach O, for the 707 team, their recruiting is amazing. They have put him on a platform that is is his high school couldn't have did that no matter unless he was at like a Den Ryan or a Duncanville. Like his his, his recruiting coordinator. Or or Sam Houston, his recruiting coordinator, his, <laughs> his, his recruiting coordinator, his uh, his seven on seven team has elevated him to places his high school couldn't do it. Um, now, luckily, to clean it up even more, 
um, the 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 ISD decided to go another rate, another another route, and they yeah, did the hire a new head coach. We got a new head coach out of Ennis. He's gonna be running the triple option. So, you know, I'm gonna put this on record. My my goal is for my kid to lead the, the nation in receiving next year. Whoa, hold um, on. You said he's gonna be running the triple option. I'm sorry. Did I say triple nah. option. I said right. spread. He'll okay. be they'll be running the spread. I'm sorry. They'll be running the spread five wide. You know, court, court, quarterback will be stand will be standing up the whole time. And and like I said, my goal is for my kid. To, no to, to to run Be to to, to lead the nation in receiving, <laughs> uh, we play a bunch of your Fort Worth schools, the ODYs, the Polytechs, and uh, yeah, you're in the Fort Worth district. He is he's is he's he's probably the best athlete that'll be in that district by far. So now let me to you because he has to prep his kid. You deal with parents. Yeah. How do you mm. prep the parents? Yeah. For what they are about to embark on, because it's one thing, like you said, some boy, son, you're gonna wake up at four thirty one morning, and it's just gonna be you by yourself. But how do you prep the parents for not only necessarily the quote unquote recruiting process, but for when like this is what your son is entering into? Because especially if he's first generation, who's ne you know never been to college or never seen that high level of athletic competition, how do you prep the parents? And can I can I double down on that before you answer? How do you prep the parents? It's a great question. And if the kid isn't yeah. the next level ready. Uh-oh. Do we edit the show? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's here's how I prep parents with other parents. So if Salas was one of my kids, I mean one of my parents. So, and his kid has now gone off. I would have this connection with, with Steve and say, okay, Steve, you know, you're always going to be in my Rolodex. So, because it's getting ready to happen. So, I tell my parents, okay, so you don't think this is just Coach Chris talking. I need you to call Salas. And so, Salas, because he's going to give them the real, like, okay, this is what we thought. And this is what happened when our kid went there. This is what happened in year two. So, you can expect this. So almost all my kids, parents talk to a, another parent. My wife is a great resource because she had three boys go off and get scholarships. My wife was that diva. She was that I'm go I'm going to be recruited. You go recruit me too along with my son. Mm -hmm. And so I have them, and she'll call and she'll tell them like, "Hey, look, you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared for your son not playing." Mm. My son was all that. We went to all these camps, and, you know, they fall in love with Dominique Chris. Then, so what she tell him about how she had to handle with he wasn't that star player on the field, how she had to handle going to a game and he don't get in. And so she talks to that point about this is what it's going to look like on this side of recruiting. You're going to love it. You're going to love the phone calls. You're going to love the letters. You're going to love everything. You're going to love how they fall over you. See, my child was fortunate enough to be like the number one recruit. So she got to do that. So now she comes back and say, hey, this is what it's going to be like. Then I go all the way back to the 90s. I go back to the 2000s, 2010. Even now, one of my parents came to see me yesterday. She was telling me, hey, Coach Chris, thank you so much for how you prepared us. And now they're giving it to the next set of parents. So I let the parents, I have a, a parent uh, entourage, you know, to say, okay, here's parent to parent. Because now you can ask the mama daddy question it's not coach trying to no you talk to their parent who went through that i talked to parents at other schools 
that I've helped them and say, okay, this kid right now, I got a kid going to San Diego State. Well, I had a mom whose kid is already out there his third year. She talked to him, and her talk, her talk convinced this kid to commit to San the, the mama. So then I had those two moms. She said, give your mom my number. And she told them, hey, let me tell you about what goes on grade-wise. Let me tell you about they don't have any time. Let me tell you you're not going to have all that kind of stuff. So what I try to do is educate the parent. Now, this is what I do to answer your other question. Okay, you say he's not the next level. He's not the one. Well, he's getting recruited. I think what Cover's saying is, yeah, he's getting recruited, but you know because no, you deal with him. He's not, not mentally He's that. saying, no. what about the ones who think their kid they is all that, and they not? That's hard. So, so here's here's what I do. It's real. It's real. It's real, and it happens. Exactly. But see, you have to be able to. You got to be able to hit it head on. Most coaches are afraid to hit it head on. So I do this. Uh, when I was assistant athletic director, I used to go do a recruiting speech. I used to do a recruiting seminar, and I used to say, "How many kids want to play college football?" And parents, you're in here too. Everybody hand go up. I said, "You." It's funny that you're from Montana State, and I said, "So." How many people want to go? Went to, I mean, you went to Montana State. I said, so, from Duncan. Yeah, you're from Duncan, 93. City of Champions. So, there you go. So, then I would say, who wants to go to Montana? No hands go up. I said, wait a minute. I just, I, it's not a trick question. I just said, who wants to play college football? Your hand went up. If I can get you to Montana State, who's going to take it? So, you don't want to play college football. Mm. So, that's the thing. So, what I tell the parents is this. My job is maximum exposure. I'm going to tell you where to go, what camp, what to go to, where to show up. You may choose. You may not. I told, I put it on the board. I said, I invested $5,000 in my child. His scholarship available was $250,000. So I won $250,000. Invest in your kid. Yeah. I said, now, let me help you. You got to be able to take this truth serum. Your kid is five foot three, runs mm. four nine. Jesus, <laughs> there's not a college in America that I can get that kid in. Mm. Okay, I can't do it. So what you got to understand is this: I said, I, I do mamas like this. I said, did you go to the prom when you was in high school? They said, yeah, coach. I said, and how did that happen? He said, well, my date asked me. Bingo, this is a prom. Your son needs a date someone has to ask him mm. what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put him in the best dress mm. put him in the best clothes with the best makeup somebody oh, still the best suit yeah best well suit. i usually when i'm talking to the mom <laughs> yeah i mean i'm talking to the moms you know i'm hitting them from a deal and somebody to come ask him. and the reason i do it that way because <laughs> girls use well these days they do but usually don't ask guys to the prom but that's how, and that's how I do it. Yeah. I said, okay, now it's the same thing. I said, Here, here's what's difficult. I've changed my thought on this. I said, I used to be, your word is your bond. I said, your word is not your bond in recruiting. Mm. It's not. Because it's, it's, it's verbal. It's, it's just, a, it's just a, a commitment. It's non-binding. Just like that coach can change, you can change. You have to do what's best for your kid. So when you do what's best for your kid, you got to make the best decision. Hey, you might start out with Wisconsin, but is Wisconsin the best for your kid? You no, know, that's where I started. You can't do what's got, you know, so you got to go what? What becomes best? I've had kids change. I said, look, we won't have no problem changing. 
Because I see coaches pull all the time. I see coach do what's best for them. Mm -hmm. So you got to do what's best for you. Yes, sir. So you can do that. And so that's how I prep my parents. Have a parent meeting. We talk about recruiting. We talk about what's going to happen. Is that is that parent is that recruiting meeting open to all student athlete parents or just your? No, anybody at school. Hey, we're gonna talk about recruiting because we talk about it in every facet. So it's up to the parent to at least take the first step. Yes, they have to. Cause see, this day, this is where it's changed. Silas is right. See, I wanted to get him to speak to this, but this will take another four hours. See, we talk about recruiting on Twitter. See, what we haven't talked about is there are recruiting analysts that are that are on Twitter. Those guys are the rock stars in recruiting. Coach O not only does 707, Coach O recruiter. Trust my eyes. Because, see, every college coach follows Coach O. They follow Damon Sales. They follow Gabe Brooks. Those are the guys, Justin Reed. They follow those guys. So guess what? When they, cause guess what they're doing? They're posting. Reposting. They're posting. They, and then you know what they're saying? Hey, Sean Salas today was a beast. Five catches, five touchdowns, and he scored on the number four uh, four-star recruit corner or safety in the country. Boom, 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 boom. Man, guess what? This lit a light, Twitter lighting up. So those guys are. So guess what happens? And he, he, he's modest. He ain't told you this part. This how it really goes. Oh. They're Salas daddy. So they go go over there. Mr. Salas, what is, what is he thinking? But right now, you know, ah, TCU, SMU, U of H, uh, and not not yet on any, but we're close. Boom, boom, boom. They write for all these universities. <laughs> hey, what happened? I talked to Mr. Salas Man. He said this. Wait a minute. <laughs> so the head coach now goes in and says, Hey, why are we on the Salas kid? Mm -hmm. That recruiting person gets called in, and guess what? Phone call happens the next day, Man. generally to the head coach. So now what we have to do, we have to partner with those guys. So when I go to the showcase, like, I know his son is tired of, of camps and showcases. But I'm always going, we got to go. We got to see, because guess what? We're trying to be better. Yeah, we got 11. Can I get 50? Mm. And here's the thing, the work ain't begun yet. No. The work has not begun yet. So it's good. Now, I always say this, too. The reason that you have to keep going is because what if Coach Salas is doing a great job at Ryan Cuffey University? But at OT University, he says, hey, you're my guy. Ooh. I got you in there. I'm the athletic director. Hey, you making $1.7 million. Dude, I got a boost club stuff over here. I can give you $8 million. He going there. Yes, sir. And so now he goes, and when he goes, it's like, well, wait a minute. Well, I I, I don't see that guy every day no more. That love, that, oh, what I got now? Well, well, wait a minute. I wanted. Then the next guy come and say, you know what? When I was at Ryan University, you didn't give me the time of day. Yes, sir. Now I'm the head coach at this university. Mm -hmm. So. But know where to put your chips behind. Well, that's why. You have to always go in and say, look, I would tell this. If you don't like acting, you better start liking acting. <laughs> Let's win an Oscar, baby. We're going to go out there. Now, I know you don't want to do it today, baby. I know you don't want to go out there. But guess what? We're going to get the performance of a lifetime. We're going to go out here today. We're going to step. Because here's the thing about it. Oh, you can work out today? No, sir. You know, because I'm real sore. All they wanted is he's pretty.
They call it the eyeball test. Yep. So they looked at, he passed the eyeball test. He ain't got to run. Mm. He ain't got to jump. Boy. Because guess what you do now? It's a little thing called athletic.net, a mile split. Come on. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Check wait it 400 minute. times. This, he at regionals? They yeah. ain't got to check the time. He at regionals yeah. in Texas. Come on. Bonafide fast. Yeah. You know, it's interesting about that, and it shocked me. Um, I remember at Martin High School, or onto Martin High School, the, the coach that recruited me, Bill Maskell, who used to be the coach at Midwestern State. Still there. Still there. Says to me, in person, this isn't on the phone, oh, you got a good ass on you. Meaning, you can run. I can tell you can run. So all the measurables, you don't have to participate in the in the turn or in the seven on seven classic or tournament or whatever. I just need to lay eyes on you because I need to go back and verify with my head coach. Like, hey, this kid, he's every bit of six five. Well, you know what? He actually might be six seven. He grew, you know. Yes. He's long. He's lanky. He's thick. Whatever, whatever, you know. So it's it's interesting. Um, he has skinny ankles. He, yeah, they look at that because you, guess what? Ankles. You can move. Thick ankles not going to recruit. Yeah. He's got skinny ankles. Before you go on, you got long arms. Before yeah. you go on, I want to ask Coach another question. He's going to get on a rant about this. No, no. And I'm, this, I'm no, down. I need you to, to explain <laughs> to the people because this is going to take us in another, another way. And I had this problem in the beginning for sure. What do you do about parents who want their kids to get recruited but don't have a Coach Chris? Yeah. running a program and don't have the connection hey call miss johnson because she know about going to university of texas what do you do about the kid who's at so-and-so high school in so-and-so small town texas trying to get recruited and they don't have a resource like you and their high school coach don't care if they go to southeastern texas or jcc junior college what what does that kid do how do they prepare for the recruiting game i, I always tell it's your network it's like anything else it's like on your your social media. Okay, what do you have? You have a following. Okay, I tell parents now, it's not an excuse anymore. Yes. The true. internet is a wonderful thing yep. when it comes to recruiting. Okay, case in point, coach, and I get it all the time. I help kids from all over. Ryan Covenant, you know, I helped him get in school. I'll tell him the story one day. What really happened? Why Billy yeah, Maskell? Why Billy Maskell really got over hey, there? I but I'll tell him one day. I don't, <laughs> hey, I don't doubt it. I know. I know. Amen. Yeah. So I, don't I know. Doubt it. I tell them, but what I tell them is, look, there's no excuse because you know if you're involved that the better question is, how, what do you do when a parent's not involved? Mm, that's, that, that's where I was actually going to That's go. the better question. What happens when a parent is not involved? They work in two jobs. They don't have a clue. They yeah. can't do it. What I always say is partner with somebody who does. And because at the same time, there is somebody out there who knows? Yeah, it's very, very, very rare that a kid goes through uh, an athletic life and he don't know somebody that knows something about recruiting. Right. Either the little league coach, mm -hmm. the, the pop Warner coach, the junior high coach. There's somebody who's who knew, who took an interest in the kid who knows, or you know somebody who knows somebody. I can't tell every time my phone rings mm -hmm. from kids mm -hmm. who I don't even coach. Right. Yep. You know because you know what they'll say? Hey. Call Coach Chris. Mm -hmm. But and I wanna and I know the position that you're in and the position that you held. And I do understand and this is empathetic, but it's also not going to let parents off the hook for being a parent to their child. You may have two or three jobs.
but you can find time for Johnny to make, you know, make his way into somebody's school. And to your point, if you don't have the time, make sure you're partnering with somebody that, that has a connection. Yeah, you have to, you have to, because I've seen it where I've seen parents, and it's, <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, who really didn't have the time. Here's the sad part. It's when it's the parent who doesn't care. Mm. See, that's the hard part. Because when you have a kid who's super talented, and a parent, y'all not gonna believe this, have never seen the kid play. Mm. And so what you're what you saying to them is that, okay, look, your kid is talented. Your kid, well, you know, I've never seen it. He likes that. Or no 2021, no, that's still yes. going on. Oh, yes. Yes. So you have this spectrum of Salas who's all on board and trying to get it done. Whereas, I can tell you this, this is a whole nother show. I have to come back in August though when y'all do this show. So he can tell you right now. He's probably been super frustrated with grown-ups who don't get it. Like, wait a minute, man. Some people think he's overboard. So it's like, no, no, oh, this, yeah. th this is what it takes. So they don't understand. Well, my son ain't got to do this. He ain't what it takes. So, so it's very frustrating. It's a delicate battle. And here's the thing that I've learned over the years. You can't help everybody. You try. And you try to help them all, but some of them don't want to be helped. Some, you can't help everybody. But the thing about it now, you got more and more. I say this all the time. They're building more high schools. They're not building more colleges. Man. So, whereas, okay, you guys are about the same age, with the exception of OT. He's 93. Yeah. City oh. Champions, Duncanville, Panthers. <laughs> so, okay, when he was playing high school, all right, McKinney had one school. Come on. Frisco had. One school. Get closer. Mansfield had one school. <laughs> yes. But Frisco going on going on twelve or thirteen. Come on. So guess what? McKinney now has three or four. So Frisco, this thing would happen. Uh Plain Plano when you school Plano on Plano East. There was no Plano West. So you think about all these schools who now start to emerge, okay? There was no Mansfield Summit. There was no Timberview. There was no legacy. So now you start looking at all these schools, but they ain't building no more colleges. Mm. See, y'all had the uh, ability, or what y'all were favored for is that people recruited the I-20, and guess what? They didn't go up there to Frisco or McKinney unless somebody said, like they had one dude. Right. Never but now, yeah, now they live up there. They got to go. They had to put some more people in Texas. So you had a better shot of going to school. Because you're in Texas, they wanted, and you was in the Metroplex, and you was on the I-20 corridor. Mm. You had a better shot. Well, now it's one of those deals where it's so many kids, there's no more colleges. Let me let me ask OT this question because you just mentioned the I-20 corridor, mm -hmm. right? Um, we know, I think all of us know that based off of your location, i.e., we're in Texas, right? Um, we know that I-20 is going to go from Fort Worth to Dallas. And that you're always going to find top athletes in those two cities, right? Does that translate to baseball as well? Do coaches come down and say, hey, I need to look at I-20, I-30? North. They go north. North. When it comes to baseball, unfortunately, <laughs> and let me see how I can say this and, and be politically correct. Mm. When it comes to baseball, it is because... The other sports are one 
playing year-round now, seven-on-seven, AAU basketball, that washes out so many minority kids when it comes to baseball because they want to spend their time with the other sports. And you gestured it, baseball is so expensive. And there isn't the sponsorship opportunities that are out there in the seven-on-seven or in the AAU basketball. That doesn't really happen in baseball. I coach like baseball right now. I've got a group of 14-year-old kids. It cost just to play in the organization about $3,300 for just the spring season. And that's from February to about beginning of June. That's it. That no cost for travel expenses, no cost for gate fees and stuff like that. $3,300 $3,300 just gives you a roster spot and a uniform. That's it. And a lot of black mamas don't want to hear that, saying I need to make payments on that in the when next couple of months. Baseball, it's so much easier to go up north yeah. in order to find, first of all, a myriad of people that have no problem mm, with right. that expenses. They're willing to pay it. And a lot of those kids are really baseball century. Are we yeah. saying when you say north you're talking McKinney, Frisco, or you talking Oklahoma? I'm talking no, I'm talking or north like New York. Six thirty five north. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Six thirty five north. Pell, Carrots and the Colony. Flower Man. Marcus. And then too, OT, you can speak to this, is that once again I'm way older than y'all. But when I grew up, everybody in my neighborhood had a had a had a glove. Everybody had a bat. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, it's like a glove and bat. Speak to the cops for just having a glove and a bat. Man. One bat, one glove. If you want a average caliber baseball glove, it's about $190. Mm -hmm. Average. If you want an average caliber baseball bat, Mm. it's about $275. That's ridiculous. And that's that's real. That's, That's real. That's so real. You're, you're almost almost six hundred dollars in, or four hundred dollars in. Select baseball has outpriced so many kids yep. in being able to play. Now, when it comes to high school, of course they can still play. They'll still go out there and get their cuts in. But I know so many kids in the I twenty corridor that are leaving basketball or football practice to go to baseball practice for a few hours. And then go right back to a gym. That's a that's a hell of an afternoon. And then go right back to a gym or right back to a field where they're working on their football skills drills. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's true. I have a kid right now, and this is a kid from Argyle. He was just late to our game on Sunday, and I had I couldn't play him because he showed up late because he was at a seven on seven tournament. <laughs> He's a quarterback for Argyle. 14 years old, he's having to pick whether or not to go do seven on seven or play his baseball game. They state champions in baseball, correct? Yes, they are. Go win it again. Uh, so it's it's a it's a really difficult dynamic. That's I was going to speak on it earlier. It's one of the reasons why, especially from a minority perspective, the numbers are where they are. Yeah. We talk about so many other issues. Um, and I think one of the issues that we want to really pin a lot of the problem on is the next level decision makers, right? That's that's what we want to do. And I understand that. But really, it's cost yes. and not 
being able to spend enough time on the diamond because we also want to play multiple sports. What about the exposure to the diamond? Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, we hear it is what it is. It's so it's so aligned with the community or our community. It's basketball or football. So, like I said earlier, in order for you to get the exposure from a ranking perspective, you have to pay to go to one of those showcases or entities. It already costs enough as it is. So parents don't have the resources or choose not to spend the resources on going to those showcases in order to get the rankings. So 635 North that has no issue with that. Right. It's no problem. I'll add to that. Um, Sean used to play baseball when he was a freshman. And he tried to play baseball and run track at the same time. And as a freshman, he was on varsity. And as we already talked about, he, he's on – He's made regionals in a 400 and a 4x4 four four this year. But he can, move. He can he move. move. He's a big boy. He can move. And But when he was a freshman, and we, we talked to the coaches, we talked We said, hey, is this even possible? Like, oh, yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he was not in class because he was at a baseball all-day tournament, you know, January, February. Then track season comes around. He's not in class on Thursday, Friday mm. because he's at a track meet. So he's missing a whole week wait, of school. Wait, guess what? Then you got spring football. And 7 on 7. <laughs> and 7 on 7. On the weekend. That's right. And so a whole week of school. I got teachers emailing me, uh, Sean's <laughs> missing this. He wasn't here for this test. Someone got to go. It wasn't even possible for him to run track and play baseball. So that, that, that that's one question I wanted to ask you, Coach. As a, At least in AISD, historically, your head coach is typically the athletic director for the school. Yes. When you have a kid like like Salas' son that, that can be a four-sport athlete and you want the kid to get the maximum exposure, that, that's your creed and motto, right? right? But yet he's missing so much school because he's putting on for the school, right? Like, how are you... Um, how do you navigate those waters? Well, as Salas was saying, is that notice what he threw in there. He had he threw in some, and this is where we have our big parting of the ways. He threw in the non-school stuff. Seven on seven was the only thing. Yeah, but still, that's one it's a big thing. It's a big thing, though. But you have to have that to support your school. Well, not necessarily, because okay, let's just talk. Uh, imaginative person okay he plays football he runs track so if he runs 47 48 quarter okay okay 48 quarter mm-hmm. and he gets on that he gets on the bump and he's coming at 87 with movement mm. okay so now and he plays football i say this you don't need 707 but you know what that same kid is in your off-season program where you're telling everybody, hey, y'all stay involved with 707 so you can stay sharp no, over the summer. No, if you're a dual-sport athlete, you're going to go. I'm going to give you, for instance, my quarterback played center field. Football over, my quarterback went to baseball. So he went play baseball because he's a center field, and he's a pitcher because the two coincide. He wanted to run track. You need to run track, but – you getting on that hill and you center field and you doing everything to correlate what we need to do with the football and baseball. So guess what you can't do? 
you, you don't you don't do track because now you have another avenue. Now your basketball, football is signed. You signed to the level, you went D one. Now you can go to the gym. Because now you can get it all in. But it's something you have to say as a coach, you got to be able to to handle the the athlete properly. Because you gotta be able to look at his skill set and say, Okay, look, you're not helping yourself doing this. Because you have he'll start at six six. Okay? So if he was at our school and he's six six, okay. I would say, okay, you're six six, you're a tight end, okay, and you run a forty eight quarter, okay. Do you desire to play major league baseball? <laughs> no. Well, then give up the. You like baseball, you want to play it, but your next level is is going to be football, yeah. and, and the track helps you. I'm going to say this, and I never, I never do this, and, and Mo will attest to it. I'll give you an out, okay, just on the strength of our relationship. Mo attest. Uh, he, don't, he, don't, he don't give it out. Do most high school coaches see it that way? A lot do, but not most. There are some who see it that way. Because they're looking at it as how can they can benefit me August to December. Yeah, and that's because that's our livelihood. Exactly. So it's our livelihood. But at the same time, we got to have the kids' best interests at heart. You got to walk, walk that line. Yeah, so you got to be able to say, okay, all right, and, and you gotta be, you gotta have, you gotta be tough enough to tell the parent and the kid, okay, you're a four sport athlete, but how good are you mm. at four, all four? Of four them? three and four. Yes, how good are you? Now there are some exceptional children. They are exceptional, like Jeff Samarja, go to Dane, wide receiver. People can't believe that Samarja goes to the league. Well, Jeff. Goes to the Cubs, he's a pitcher. But he was an outstanding wide receiver. Charlie but Ward. Charlie Ward, yes. NBA. NBA. And he was a, a, a three-sporter, right? He was a Heisman Trophy winning Yeah. But then he also, uh, also played baseball. Play baseball. But I'm saying, you have those exceptions. And those, and, but you know, when you see those, you know those too. Because everybody going like, okay, he's different. This guy right here is different. So once you know that they're different, and like I say, you're not you're not gonna have seven of them. You're gonna have one of, and it's gonna and it's generational. That's what they yeah. call them, generational talent. Yeah. You're gonna have one of them come along every ten, fifteen years. So what you're trying to do is help manage because sometimes the parent needs the coach to say, okay, coach, this boy right here is football and track, and I know that, but he ain't trying to listen to that. Coach, I need your help because what we're gonna do is because we're gonna we're gonna kill all our chances off because we're not really getting good at anything. He spread too thin. He spread too thin. And then when you throw the other stuff in, then here's the main thing that he didn't, we didn't bring up, that he talked about his teachers. Then your academics start to suffer. Yep. And we got to have that. Yep. We got to have that piece. Unless you were just a bad dude in baseball, we don't care if we'll get drafted. <laughs> but that guy gets you the still gotta pass 400000 to, you got to pass the play. Yes. But they're going to pass. You're going to do it. I like y'all yeah, got me dominating again. I no, told you I want to sit over here. This is what it's about. Yeah, it's we, not about sit us. Sit down and watch out below smoke. Before, <laughs> before we go to the next phase, because OT's sitting on something, and I know where he's going. Allow me to say thank you to the folks at Dallas Sleep who support mm -hmm. us wholeheartedly. Um, the uh, website is DallasSleepLLC.com. Uh, the entire army, their strength in numbers is is, is one of the, the things that they, they are, are, are big about. Yes, sir. Uh, whether it's cigars. Uh, entertainment, charitable events, whatever it might be, give it to the folks at Dallas Leaf LLC. They will make sure you are taken care of. 
The Instagram handle is at Dallas Leaf LLC. Go ahead, OT. I know what you're finna say. So I have a unique story from a personal perspective with myself at Dunkerville High School, Class 93, City of Champions. Um, I actually played for the number one ranked baseball team in the nation in 93. I don't know if you recall some of those years of the Todd Ritchies, the Steve Gibraltars, David Gibraltar. I played with Chad Allen. Um, I mean, I can name drop for a while, but so I was a high school quarterback that had scholarship opportunities in football. Starting outfielder for Dungville High School, had opportunities in baseball. One of the reasons why I chose, and this was through some really good leadership with my parents, i.e. Mr. Salas, I chose to go to Montana State University because I could not play both sports while I was there. We determined if I was gonna be good at one, I needed to put one of them down. I could not continue to separate my time 50-50 with both and achieve my goals of reaching the next level. I couldn't go anywhere in the country that had a baseball program and not play. I couldn't go anywhere in the country that had a football program and not play. So I chose to go to Montana State that did not play baseball, which gave me an opportunity to concentrate 100% on football. Worked out well for me. And it's a very difficult decision and it's a very difficult conversation amongst the young men and their parents and all the people pulling them in so many different directions. Um, what's been difficult in what we're dealing with now is with having so many opportunities to continue to play on different levels and continue to keep yourself relevant in multiple sports. That's what's made it so much more difficult for some of these kids to choose what they want to do. Made it very difficult for coaches like yourself to say, hey, you've really separated yourself here. I know you're okay over here, so why don't you go and concentrate on this? But when they're still getting all of this other publication and they're still competing well because they can play multiple sports year-round, the decisions are much tougher now than what they used to be. So I really can't imagine what kind of positions that you are in as a coach, parents and players are in, when they're still competing at a high level in multiple sports and can't put one of them down in order to reach the next level at one. You know what's the toughest? Is that when the kid tries to fulfill what the parents want. Oh, my word. So you'll have, you can get a kid to say, you know, Coach, I really love baseball. You know, for me, I'm going like, let's go do baseball. It would kill my dad. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Well, you're hearing that? these conversations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh this is real. This ain't make-believe. This, this I mean, like, in 2021. Yeah, like, you're like, that two months ago. <laughs> so, you get those as like, well, it's, it's hard, it's difficult, is because kids really try to please their parents. Mm -hmm. They really do. And it's really sobering for baseball because <laughs> that I really love baseball. So I don't know if we can afford all that travel. Hey, you're good over here on the football field. That's free. <laughs> Come on, let's go do that. Or that scholarship is going to be 100%. If yes. you're blessed enough to get it, yes. that baseball scholarship might be 35%, right. maybe. That means if you want to go to Baylor, I'm now paying $60,000 a year, and you own scholarship. 
your scholarship? If you don't get approved for the other scholarships that are out there, right. whether it's minority or whatever it may be, that can chop into some of that additional or that, that other 65%. Well, see, I, you know, and here's where I stood on the baseball part. Because of what you're talking about, I use that same thing in my recruiting seminars, the 11.7. I said, now look, if you are draftable, it changes the game. Because like you said, going through the showcase and you've seen the scouts at the game, I've seen the Cleveland Indians, seen the Chicago Cubs, seen those guys, you're going to get drafted. Okay, well now, I used to advise, uh, and you can speak more <coughs> to this, about the guaranteed money for college. He said, if you can get that deal done, well, Quan Cosby, you know, Sergio Benson, mm -hmm. you know, hey, go try baseball, it's done. Well, I got the money. See, a lot of people don't realize that Quan wasn't on football scholarship because he, he, went got, that, because yeah. he got that baseball money. The so speak to that. MLB team that he was drafted by had in his contract that they would pay for his school. That's what I'm talking about, yes. So he could go to school at UT zero dollars right and, and then he was going to play baseball in the summer during the non-football season um if you're draftable meaning if you are a legitimate blue chip recruit on a baseball diamond typically that baseball scholarship at vanderbilt is going to be 85 90 to 100 percent so you're taking up a full one percent of that 11.7 <laughs> Right. They've got two pitchers there right now that have dropped everybody else to nine point seven because mm. both of those guys have hundred percent scholarships. Wow. Well that yeah, that's all pitcher, that's uh, all because of David Price. Yes. Mm. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Kumar Rocker and the other one is the other son of the former major league baseball player. I just drawn a blank on his name. But both of those kids have essentially hundred percent scholarships. Right. Whatever they Whatever athletically that they chose to leave on the table for somebody else, they made up for an academic scholarship. So either way, it's not costing them a dime. Um, if you're a true blue chip baseball player, then that's an avenue that you can realistically take a look at. But if that's not the case for you, then you have some decisions to make. Right. Well, gentlemen, we have reached the part of the show where we're going to uh, land the plane. Yeah. Cuff, give me your glass. Yeah. The runway earlier, so then we Oh, you're good. Hey, <laughs> this segment is brought to you by the good folks at Grand Brulot Cognac. Thank you to Francisco, the owner. Uh, our deepest condolences to you, sir. Uh, thank you to Jameson, the uh, the lovers team. Um, everybody who's a, a part of this partnership. Um, Grand Brulot Cognac, folks, get to it. Uh, the uh, Instagram handle is at Grand Brulot. That's B R B R U L O T. Cuff your glass, please, sir. Yeah. And so while he's doing that, I, I want to do a quick roundtable because we have three different vantage points, right? Um, select baseball or select coach. I don't want to limit you to specifically baseball, but select coach, a high school head coach, and then the parent. Um, what is your advice? It's the same question for everybody. What is your advice to parents of student athletes that are trying to get to the next level, whether they are a sophomore, junior, or senior? grades um 4.0 or bust i don't care what you got to do i don't care if you got to take basket weaving they don't care if it's an ap course they don't care if it's Ooh, your your, your, your parent uh coach uh teaching the class 
Um, you will not get recruited from certain schools because of your grades. You will lose out on opportunities of a lifetime because of your grades. Uh, my, my kid has friends who can't even think about going to some of the places he can go because they got a D in PE as a freshman. You know, sure. I mean, I mean, there, there, there's, 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 they want to dress out. There's, there's schools that will not even take a second look at you because of your grade. So, they don't need to. And and it's and and the bad part about that is is especially when it comes to minorities, and this really goes to anybody. But when you have a parent who's not involved, and especially a kid who's jumping out of eighth grade to freshman year, you don't think about their second year in college at that time, exactly. and you don't think that okay, he could have went to Dartmouth. But he failed PE as a freshman. He could have went to Rice, but he decided to not stay up that night and study for the English test as a freshman first semester. You know, and so that is a is a is a very big deal. Um, focus on the grades. Uh, my second thing is if you want your kid to be to the next level, you have to be involved. Um, the high school coaches, they get a salary. This is their job. Just like all of us have jobs. You, Their job is to keep their job. And if you're not the best player, if you're not big enough, if you're not strong enough, you're going to sit on that bench until they decide when it's the best time for you to get on that field. Now, if you want to elevate that and become faster, now you have a better chance to get there. If you want to elevate that and switch positions, now you have a chance to elevate that. Um, make sure you put yourself in the best position to be to be great. Um, my last thing with that is to do the extra training that it takes. Sam Houston, as great as the offseason program as they have, it's not all you're going to have to do if you want to be the best in the nation. You're going to have to go to camps. You're going to have to find you a D-line coach. You're going to have to find you the best cornerback coach in the state to work on your footwork. You're going to have to have a personal trainer. If I told you the things that my kids have, I might get in trouble because we spend way too much money to make sure he's the best athlete in the country. And personally, I believe he's the best tight end in the country because he's fast, he's big, and he's strong. But that comes with two wide receiver coaches. That comes with two recruiting coordinators. That comes with a personal trainer. The only thing we don't have is a dietitian. And so the things that it takes, and not every kid is going to take that, but when you want your kid to be the best, you got to go into your into your pockets. Um, it's not easy. And that's either on the political side or paying for certain recruiting coordinators or it's on the side to make sure your kid's the fastest in the Metroplex because you got them with a speed coach. But you can't just sit back and say, Coach Chris, you got him. He's going to be the best. He's going to be a five-star just because of what you do. It has to be on another level because all the kids are doing it. The kid the kid that, that was like me that was 5'9", 240, and wanted to be the best defensive tackle in the country, now that kid is has a personal trainer making sure that he can bench press as much as possible. Now he has a speed coach. Now he has a D-line coach. My, my little nephew is a freshman in North McKinney. He goes to a D-line coach every single Sunday. And it's costing his parents money, but they know if he gets a scholarship to wherever, university or whoever, it's going to be worth it. And he wants to do it. So you have to, you got to push your kids. My kid wants to play PlayStation right now, but he better be working on his English homework and he better get ready for his off-season um, workouts in the morning. 
So that, that, that's my... Just, I want to summarize it for you. It's just investment. Invest in your child. And I don't even want to make it that simple because people think it's that simple. It's, it's deeper than that if you want them to be... Cause it's involved. In it's education. involved. Yeah, and I watch Salas on a, on a daily basis because we're, we're, we're very, very close. Um, and, and his involvement, his engagement is beyond repro- reproach. Um, I don't know if maybe 5% of, of parents out there do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I tip my hat off to you, sir, Thanks. for that. Um, but but what I'm consistently hearing is that you can't sit on the sideline and pass them over to the head coach at the school or whatever sport it is or the select coach and expect that this is 1985, right? Because it's not. And that's really what I wanted to bring to the table. And, and you know, a lot of our, um, our, our listeners, our visionaries are – you know, about your age, maybe a little bit older, that have kids that are on the cusp of coming into college. So I think it's definitely something uh, to, worth noting and, and for, for those younger parents that are out there, they can hear. So I, I'm, I'm going to throw it over to the you two coaches. Um, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would want to give out? I would say make sure that you're well-rounded. And what I mean by that is, Make sure that you stay involved with other groups or entities that helps you build some other character traits and other characteristics that make you just a well-rounded person. Uh, I don't want you coming to me and sports is the only thing that you can bring to the table. I want Mm. you to have some leadership traits. That's good. You function outside of the athletic arena. Absolutely. And those are the other characteristics, traits, or entities that are going to help you become a well-rounded individual after sports is over. That's good. That's That's real good. All right, to the most seasoned professional in the lab, piece of advice that you would give parents. I would say what both of these two gentlemen have spoken on, it's because everything that they said is needed and it's true. You have to be able to have involvement and investment. You heard me say along the way that, you know, we we spent so much money to our kid, but we was involved, we was there, got up and and we drove five o'clock in the morning, came back home, got a hotel, went somewhere to make sure that it happened. But at the end of the day, that parents got to understand is that what is your goal in your household? Hmm. I always tell kids and I tell parents, I'm gonna follow your parents. So if Salas comes to me and says, Coach Chris, he can't play if he gets an 89. Man. So if, That's he, a whole if, he, gets a, if he gets an 89, uh, he doesn't get to play. That actually happened to me. Yes. I'm sorry. It, just, it, it still pains me to this day. <laughs> but, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen a mom pull up when I was at ODY, blew the horn, and I sent the kid. Oh. I knew. He said, Co- I knew. She she told you, straight eight. You have an 89. Bye. Well, when you support, when you understand, and it takes time, but when you understand the goal of the household, mm. the goal of the family, and basically what I'm saying is have goals. 
Yes, sir. Set goals for your for your kids. Set goals for the family. Uh, I advise parents all the time. If you are close to your kid, don't send your kid to. This is bad. Don't send your kid to Washington State. If you're here in the Metroplex, if you've grown up and you have no family, no, and you know he's a homebody, mm. don't send him to Washington State. Uh, I'm gonna give you a little story. Now I'm gonna be through. I promise I'm gonna do anchor rant. You good? My son was uh, he was a national recruit. I mean Miami, LSU, Wisconsin, Minnesota, USC, Texas. I mean we got all these offers, right? My wife comes in one day and she looks. She says Miami, <laughs> Wisconsin, Minnesota, USC, UCLA. Literally on the map, she said you went to the outer edges. <laughs> Of the United States. Yes, sir. All of those are off the table. Mm. She said, son, you know if you get a runny nose, if you get the sniffles, mm. you won't be near your mama. So you know you can't go there for school. And he loved Miami. He had all kind of jerseys we bought on you know online. So my wife went through and wiped it out. So we came down to the to the, we came down to it, Texas, Baylor, and SMU. So our goal was, everybody said, why didn't you go to Texas? Because we didn't do Texas, Baylor, and SMU. We did Hankerman School of Business, Cox School of Business, Macomb School of Business. So those are the three places you could go because you want a business degree. Those are the best. And so I said, and we made a collective decision, out of those three, I don't care. Parents make this huge mistake. See, I'm just going to rant. I'm trying not to do that. Parents say, it's his decision. And I say this, okay, could he go get in your car when he wanted to at 17? No. Can he have anybody to, to, your, to your house when he wants to? No, coach. Can he wear anything he want to wear with your money? I said, no. So the biggest decision he made making his life outside of picking his spouse. Wow. Jim. You now go through 17 years, 18 years of saying, here, and now, now you want to say, it's his decision? It's not. Come on. It's you all's decision, and it's ultimately his decision when y'all come to the decision of what you all know. Because you know him better than he know himself. And so now when mom and daddy say, hey, you know what? We're good with these five. Pick these five. Be ten. We good with these 10, because now you know, guess what? If my baby gets the sniffles, and he's a mama's baby, and if he is in Montana, you know, how we gonna get to him? Okay, if something happens, guess what we do? Oh, how many flights a day go to Montana? So if it's six o'clock in the afternoon, we can't get to Montana. So we got to wait. We can't get in the car and drive there either. So we got to wait to the next one. So what I say to them is, have a plan. What I do at some point, I say, I'm in it, I'm in it. I've done my part. Now I'm out. I had a kid, true story. I had a kid change commitments four days in a row. <laughs> Why? Because he got an offer from this school. He was there, I'm, no I'm committed. Direction. Then he, I got an offer this school. Mm -hmm. Then <laughs> somebody on Twitter says, yeah. Until the next people, to the next school offers, wow. he became a laughing stock on 
Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I had to jump back in and say, look, it's Twitter. It's social media. They're supposed to. I said, but you have to make a decision. I hope he got on. He did. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's going cool. four years. Got a big deal. So that's my point is have a plan, have a goal. And, and I tell them all the time, use your family. And when I say your family, your extended family. Uh, if I got a guy who that uh, OT, Coach OT has been heavily involved with, Coach OT, I need you to come in here. Now, can this dude go to Arizona? Coach, he can't go away from here. I've been with him since he was seven years old. He's a great player. He's a great kid. But he needs the stability. He got. I might need to reach and go get him. You know, we got Houston on the table. It's better for him to go to Houston because worst come, if the mom and dad can't get to him, I can get to him. Yeah. You know, he can't function out there in Arizona. There's nobody in Arizona. So, and when I say extended family, you make a collective deal because everybody knows the kid. Because this is what I hate. But it's okay now because every every conference has taken away the transfer rule. The transfer portal, you joking the transfer the next year, don't matter. 2027. But still, I mean, that's going. So, who? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But I always say this. If you all get together and you all make it, I tell kids all the time, Okay, the game has changed. Take it. If you don't like it, transfer. But then I said, but know this. There's over 800 kids in the portal who don't have a place to go. Man. It sounds good on the surface. Boy. But there's over 800 kids. It's like, I went in that portal, and guess what that coach said at, at Cuffey University? Now you enter the portal. You don't want to be here. Let me, I hope you find somewhere to go because you can't come back here. Wow. So wow. that's it. That's my deal. So, I'm a benediction. I'm close. Let me, let me, <laughs> the doors of the church open. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, as we close out here, um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for for jumping into the lab and, and being a part of this. I think it's important, right? Um, there's there's been a, a a big shift in in recruiting as it relates to any sport, not just football. Obviously, we're in the great state of Texas when and, and football is dominant and king. Um, but, but baseball is certainly right there in basketball, track, whatever. And I think all of this permeates throughout each each of those sports, if not others, right? Whether, even lacrosse, right? Um, you know, we ask this question to every single guest on the show. So I'm going to pose this. I want you guys to keep it brief and short. But uh, I'll, I'll start with you, OT. What's the long-term vision from one Mr. Omar Turner? The long-term vision from one Mr. Omar Turner. Wow. So I have a 18 year old who is currently at the house, just graduated from high school last year. I have a 19 year old daughter who is at University of North Texas right now. Um, I have a six year old son who is still kicking people in the shins. (laughs) The long term goal for me is to make sure that I have done everything in my power to set their path and provide everything that they need in order to give them the best start along their path as I possibly can. Once that is accomplished from myself and their mother, then I feel like it's time for me to reap the reward of their journey. Amen, amen. Coach Chris, what's the long-term vision for one Mr. Anthony Chris? 
Well, mine is a short term because I live a long time. <laughs> hey, you got a lot longer to go. Don't, don't, no, don't do that. The short term, the long term, at the end, very much, is that just my vision is is to see that, uh, and it's always been the same for my kids to turn into productive citizens. That's it. For my, my football kids, everybody's been in my program. I want you to be a productive citizen. To look at my kids, my kids are grown. They're 34, 33, 32, and 31. And so just to see what they're doing, that they all are productive, that they all went to school, they all did what they were supposed to do. And just now to continue, I tell my all my people, be a good citizen, contribute to this society. And I hope somewhere along the way that I've helped my kids, that I've coached, that I've had an impact on their lives to make sure that they are a good citizen. I have a kid who's just run, is running for mayor in Arlington, one of my former students. And so when I see things like that, I see a couple of my kids who become millionaires and then they've not forgotten their way. And so that's the, the short term for me is to make sure that they continue in their vein. And I've always told to my kids, you give back to your community. You do not forget where you came from. You go back into your community and you make sure that you bring along the next person mm. because you made yourself better. So you make somebody else better. Now that you know better, you do better. And so for me, that's what it has always been. That's what has always been my push. That's what always I have done. I tell people all the time, I don't care about the record. One, one dish championship, one playoff game, all this. But you know what I'm concerned about? Is my reward and my raise is every time I get an invitation to a graduation. Mm. Every time I get that and I look at that I, and I really literally have tears. Because this now, we are meant to go. Now you have a chance. And if you have a chance to be successful in life, that's what I envision for my, my students. And that's what I envision for my family. So that's Coach Chris short term verse, because it's long term. No, I'm not going to let you. We're going to change that word for short term. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going to go nowhere. Man, it's tough to go behind both of those guys. Uh, I want to appreciate y'all for having me. I've been watching this thing grow for what, two years now. Yeah. Uh, you guys have done a great job. I'm very proud of y'all. Um, especially, you know, I know you have some media background and you had none, and the way you've. Uh, turn this thing out to where it's at now it's amazing can't wait to see where you guys go um as far as for me uh my focus is my family uh i want to make sure you know me and wifey are good we want to you know continue to grow as young adults you know we're we're a couple steps away from 40 you know we're hoping to you know take the steps that 40 year olds take you know start looking towards retirement you know all that stuff is all set we're good with that um with my child though um his daddy has had a great life. I've uh, I've done the media thing I've wanted to do. I've I've seen a, a lot of the 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 Americas. I ain't gonna say the whole world because I ain't been to Europe or Africa yet. But you know I've, I've seen a lot of the United States and the Americas and the the Mexicos and all that stuff. So I'm good. But I want him to be able to enjoy, you know, what God has given us this beautiful earth. I want him to be able to find a beautiful wife, enjoy life. You know, enjoy time with his friends, you know, you know, uh, one day get to enjoy a great cigar with his dad, you know, you know, go out to Vegas and have a good time. I just want him to enjoy life, um, have a long, great life, you know, go to the right school and, and, and be able to start his professional career, whether that's in business, entrepreneurial stuff or, you know, a corporate world. Just want him to be happy. Uh, 
that's why I focus so much on him because my life revolves around the fact that I went to the greatest school in America. I went to Southeastern Oklahoma State <laughs> University. And I, I met my beautiful wife there. I had my beautiful child there. And I wouldn't change anything for the world of that. And so I want him to feel the same way no matter what school he goes to is when he says, man, I went to this school. I got to play football. Whether he gets to go to the pros or not, I want him to know that because of things that we did when he was in high school, it elevated him to the next step to go to a great school and to have a great life. So that's uh, that's my long term. Well, I'm hoping that I can have a cigar with him too. Amen. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, this has been huge. This has been a, a really, really cool moment. Um, you know, we, we've known each other for five, six, seven years. Oh my gosh. Um, Coach Chris knew me before I knew Coach Chris. Mm. You know, and, and Sal, you're you you my right-hand man, my the the godfather to my daughter. And so this has been a big deal. Um, I think we, we really did a good job of, of encapsulating what it looks like for parents to uh, of student athletes and what they have to go through, what they potentially have to go through in 2021 and beyond. Now, obviously we can't speak to uh, what's gonna happen in, in 2030, right? We don't know what that looks like. But if you're a parent out there that has a student athlete that, that has some go to them, right? Or even if they don't and they're, they're academic, bottom line, the, the, the one singular thing that I've heard from each and every one of you is be involved. Be involved, engage, show that you care, take the extra step because ultimately that's what's going to help propel your kid to the next level. And, and that's what we're talking about, right? Is getting your kid to the next level because that's, that's your job. And, and I think a lot of times all of us have children, um, but I promise you this, not one of our kids asked to be here. Okay, so, so we have to do what we have to do to make sure that that child is positioned to be the most successful that they can be. And so with that, gentlemen, I, I want to give a quick special shout out to uh, Coach Chris. Um, you, you're such an impactful and influential person to hundreds, if not thousands of, of children and, and young student athletes um, across the North Texas area. Uh, you've done a fantastic job. I want to tip my hat off to you, sir, for everything that you've done for for a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you get the recognition that you deserve or if you even do get the recognition that you deserve. But at the end of the day, I want you to know that that somebody notices and somebody appreciates what you've done. Salas, I want to tip my hat off to you for um, being the parent that I need to be, for, for showing me the way um, in terms of being involved and caring and being engaging. Um, there's not a day that goes by that, that you're not working with your son on some aspect, whether it's academic or athletic or, or interpersonal. OT, thank you for just being uh, the, the coach to kids that you don't even, you know, that you haven't had into this world. You know, that, that I think a lot of times people overlook the fact that people are taking on ownership of kids that aren't theirs. And so uh, this has been a phenomenal episode. 
Um, gentlemen, I just want to say I'm blessed um, to be in your presence. The energy was fantastic. Yes, it was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, who, who, who knows who, how many lives this has impacted. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Vision Lab podcast. It's been another phenomenal episode. Remember, each one of our guests are dropping nuggets of wisdom here on the Trail of Life. Ultimately, it's up to you to pick them up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. Thank you again to Omar, to Coach Anthony Chris, and to Stephen Salas. Uh, we will see you guys next week on another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Blessings.